0: Welcome, everyone, to Dead Talk Live, and today we have a special guest, Ben Schnetzer, from Why the Last Man. Uh, ben, thank you for being here with us. How you doing?
1: I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right, John. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here.
0: It's our pleasure. And you know what? You know, your character, you are the last man. How does it feel <laughs> to have your character be a part of the show's title
1: it's pretty far out, man. It's pretty wild. It's um, yeah. It's uh, it's exciting. I mean, it's such a um, it's such an exciting uh, piece of source material, and the the adaptation that Eli has has created is um, is such an exciting and intriguing and compelling world. And so it's just it's just a thrill, man. This has honestly been like one of my favorite jobs I've ever done it's um It's such a great group of people and such a fun character and such a fun team that it's a uh, it's been a thrill it's been a real thrill it looks
0: like the, it looks like a blast, and you guys have a blast. I had the honor of talking to you and your castmates and the crew a couple of weeks ago at New york comic con and you guys right. are just like one big family now, like you said, the show is based on the comic book adaptation. You play Yorick Brown, who is the last mm-hmm. man. Were you familiar with the source material when you auditioned, or was it afterwards that you got familiar with the material?
1: I wasn't familiar I had heard of it i didn't I hadn't read it um, I had heard of it uh, uh, when I auditioned but I hadn't read it and so it wasn't until I got the part that I dove into the source material and um, and acquainted myself with it um, uh, much more intimately and so but yeah the pilot itself i i I read that i think when they were when they were casting and it was just so strong and it was so clear that eli had a a nuanced and exciting vision for the piece and you know i think any adaptation is a conversation it's a conversation between source material and the adapters and um and i just really loved what eli was bringing to the table and i loved the um, the ways in which she was uh the ways in which she wanted to to realize it on screen and the ways in which she wanted to update it um and so you know in our in our adaptation you know yorick is not he's not the last man he's the last cisgender man and yes. so what makes him an outlier and and what makes him stand out isn't his like maleness it's more the fact that he's this scientific anomaly. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it was, there was such richness and depth in that, um, in that conceit and in the world. And so it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's rad. And, and, you know, it's, it's been really fun as well using the source material as, um, as a resource. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was amazing when we were at Comic-Con, that was the first time that we had all met Brian. And right. so Brian Cable wrote the, uh, the graphic novel. And so that was a real, it was weird, man. It was like meeting your dad. It was like really far out. And so it was, uh, that was very fun. It was a wild weekend Comic-Con. I hadn't been back to New York. I'm from New York. And Me I hadn't too. been back in like forever. And so it was really, really gnarly going, going back and, um, you know, going to the Javits Center and doing the whole round table situation. And it was fun, man. I really enjoy Comic-Con.
0: Same here. I'm from, born, raised in Queens, and I haven't been back home since 2019 because of COVID. So it was great to be able to go back home. Uh, It was a real treat. So where are you in LA now? No, I actually am just outside Washington, DC in Northern Virginia, but I commute back and forth from New York. I own my house there in Queens, my childhood home. So it's home and not being able to go home for over two years, it's the longest stretch that I have gone through not being able to go back home. And it was just amazing to go back and feel the vibe of the city.
1: It's wild. It was the same thing for me, too. I had been out of New York for two years. And uh, it's a long, I'm a born and bred New York, And it was the longest I'd ever been away from the city. So it was a very, yeah, it was a big, it was a big deal. The kind of homecoming was wild.
0: That's awesome. Now, it took uh, a while for a network to pick up the series uh why do you Mm -hmm. think that is uh eli had to work very hard and pitch it to get it picked up and it was Mm -hmm. but why do you think there was so much hesitation for somebody to pick this up and it's such an amazing show
1: it is thank you for saying that you know i don't know i think a lot of this stuff it just you know it's it's a miracle that any movie gets made or any tv show gets made period, yeah. um, and I think it's, there's a degree of versatility that comes with this source material, and, and that comes with the, um, the very basic bare bones trends. and there are some plots, there are some ideas that get written on paper, and you look at it, and you go, there's pretty much one direction that this, this story can take. Whereas with something like Y, there are, I mean, there are just so many different directions it could take, so many different uh, um, flavors the world can take on. And so I think, you know, there's, I imagine kind of since it was written, I know there have been talks of, of adaptations for the past like two decades. And, um, you know, it takes a long time, it's a long, um, I can't really speculate as to what, like, I, I don't know, kind of how close some things got. I know for a while they wanted to turn it into a movie, yeah. And then, you know, TV over the past twenty years has just taken on this whole new um, identity. And uh, I think something like this that is is so that has so much story and is so serialized um, is really perfectly suited for television. And, um, but beyond that, I mean, there's a million and one reasons why it takes a long time for something to develop. And, um, I don't know, but I know it was, you know, it was wild when I finally got the call that I had booked it and was getting ready to rock and roll and it was getting ready. We shot it in Toronto to go to mm-hmm. Toronto. Um, and then I think, what was it? It was like two weeks afterwards. Um, everything shut down because of COVID obviously. Oh, yeah. So that was like another, another, uh, uh chapter in the.
0: I think you. have There you go. But yeah, it's interesting. That it's so
1: fascinating. The like, the stories, the 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 story behind the story. Yeah. Like why you know how things come to be, and it's
0: wild. It is wild. It's absolutely wild. Now, for someone who has never watched the show, how would you describe your character, Yorick? Okay, you play. How would you describe it?
1: I would say Yorick is
0: a, um,
1: like I had mentioned before, you know, so so this cataclysmic event happens and it decimates, it wipes out every mammal on earth with a Y chromosome, except for Yorick Brown, this, this uh, young man who lives in Brooklyn and his pet capuchin monkey. And, um, Yorick is a an aspiring escape artist. He's um, he teaches magic and he's uh he's working on a an, an illusionist show. Mm-hmm. And um he's a bit of a you know, he's he's had a bit of a silver spoon growing up. Um he's definitely been the beneficiary uh of a lot of privilege and um and he gets shouldered with what in his view is this burden mm-hmm. of being this scientific outlier and having to, um, having to bear the brunt of this responsibility. And he does not do it willingly at first. Then yeah. he's very, um, you know, from the outside, you look in and you go, oh my gosh, how ungrateful or spoiled. But I think for him, he's a little bitter about it. And, you know, everybody's dealing with so much trauma after this event has happened um but he's you know shouldered with the with the task of having to um venture across country being shepherded by um by a special ops special operative who's tasked with keeping him safe and actually uh, awesome. he you know, exactly who played by Ashley Romans and um you know hopefully inside him somewhere is the answer to uh
0: to why he survived um, when we first exactly. met but when- so I go ahead. And I was going to say when we uh, first meet Yorick, and he's asking money from his sister. You know, he's kind of a moocher, a loafer. He wants to be this magician, and then really? this cataclysmic event happens. You are the last man alive, and you get found. Your mom, played by Diane Lane, is now the president. We're going to get to her in a second. And you basically say, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be the last hope for mankind, you know, uh, the end of the species. And I don't want it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to find someone else. And they're trying to convince you there is no one else. You're it. So whether you like it or not, you got to do this. So how do you get into the headspace to, uh, well, when your arc first started to where you are now? It's such an interesting, you know, it's an interesting question that,
1: like, I think
0: there's a,
1: you know, there's this imaginative leap that we all took. And I think I, maybe I, we may have chatted about this a bit when we were at Comic-Con, but we had Louise Friedberg, Friedberg, who directed the first two episodes. When we um, were getting ready to shoot the pilot, she had said to us, she was like, I don't think these characters know that they're in a TV show. And that really resonated, I think, with a lot of us. And I think at each step, you know, when these huge cataclysmic events occur, so rarely do we have the, I mean, nothing like this has ever happened, but, but there are things that you can draw parallels from. And very often we're so confined to our immediate world and our intimate world. Very rarely do we take a step back and, and really try and digest the global impact of something. And so I think for Yorick, you know, I think there's a, I think he's convinced that that this can't be true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, in that scene where it all gets revealed to him, I think we we wanted there to be, um, we wanted there to be weight to the fact, like he doesn't know what story he's in. These characters don't know, you know, we know the title of the show, but he doesn't. So mm-hmm. when, when um, Diane's character, uh, President Jennifer Brown says to York, you know, um, we found plenty of men, none of them with a Y white chromosome. Um, he doesn't know that that's the show. He doesn't know that's what the show is about. And so we really wanted there to be a big... Um, we wanted there to be a real uh, uh, seismic shift when that happens. And I think for a lot of the series, I think he's in denial about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he thinks it's a fool's errand that they're on. And again to me it's always much more compelling when a you know the hero in the hero's journey um is kind of reluctantly on that journey you know there's not he's not the luke skywalker who's kind of sitting there like dreaming about bigger things and then this thing happens like he's very much happy not doing anything big um and like you said he's a bit of a moocher a bit of a loafer um and so it's You know it's an episode at a time taking in these and finding moments where the penny drops for him or something shifts for him as far as his relationship to the new world order yeah yeah if that makes any sense (laughs) that makes
0: perfect sense i like the fact that it's not just this not only affected humans it affected every animal Mm -hmm. with the y chromosome and i'm glad Mm -hmm. they stuck with that with the tv show they could have kept it just humans i mean it's mm-hmm. you know I, th- I like the fact that it affects the entire planet all mammals with the y chromosome what were your feelings on that
1: that's a really good question you know in, in episode five there's a great so we we meet this character's a huge huge part of the uh graphic uh, novels and ends up being a huge part of the series um dr allison Mann, played by diana bang we meet her in episode five and she's got a wonderful a really wonderful speech about um the uh the, the the massive impact that this event has had on like biodiversity and um it's not just about the human race it's about you know the animal kingdom and it was um it was I remember shooting that scene and it's Diana is just such a wonderful actress she's so good in the show
0: oh yeah and
1: um you know, every time she would do that speech, kind of getting hit by new things, finding different moments in it. And it is a, um, again, you know, I think it's important when you're telling a story, um, you intimately acquaint yourself with it, but then you have to like, as an actor, like you have to unknow it at some point. And so there is a, you know, there's so much space to, take a step back and like taking the big picture of of what we're talking about here and i think it's you know it's intense and it's full on i think especially given like you know the state of the climate right now like it was there were times when it was like a very heavy a very heavy world to live in when we were filming
0: now how do you feel about this show tackling some very hard issues and i applaud the show for doing this when it comes to transgender, uh, you know, empowering women and having a predominantly female uh, cast and crew. Uh, How do you feel about that approach that this show took? I'm really proud
1: of, I'm really proud to be a part of it. Just really proud to be a part of it. You know, it was very clear from the outset that um, Eliza Clark, our showrunner, you know, the vision she had for this adaptation was, um, she wanted to create a world that was gender diverse and that was inclusive, and uh, that was a clear representation of the world that we live in. And um, and I'm just I couldn't be prouder to be a part of it, you know. And and again, it's interesting, you know. The I don't know the group of individuals that I was that, that we worked with on this 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 show is just one of the most inspiring and talented and hardworking group of individuals I've worked with ever. And, um, and yeah, it's, uh, you know, you've, you've done this a long time. Um, usually the gender balance is not, you know, it's not equal. Usually a lot of males, cis males who, um, are, you know, calling the shots and it's friggin' unfortunate that it's, um, that's the case and it's just really nice i mean it was a very special experience working on this one and um really proud to have been
0: a part of it Uh, it is special now you dropped a bomb at new york comic-con that took everybody by surprise ampersand is cgi yeah Yeah, man how does it uh talk us through how do you physically interact uh (laughs) with something that is not there Oh, you froze up for a second. It's um,
1: it's it's been we're, we're back. Yeah, we're um, back. It's, it's uh that's such a good question. And again, I'm uh shout out to uh to Stephen Pugh and Jesse who um who are the VFX team on on why they were the kind of like my point people. Um, yeah, it's funny. We we I did a lot of these where we would sit down and people would be like, so is it true that uh, Ampersand is uh, Marcel from Friends? <laughs> And I was like, no, that's not, no, he's uh, he's CGI. It's, um, it's really fun. Like when I first found out that ampersand was going to be CG, I was a little disappointed. Um, and then I took about three seconds to think about it and I was like, Oh my God, imagine like every day showing up to work and I love it. I'm a big animal lover, but, um, having to do like all of my scenes with a primate would be so intense. Like when you're working with animals or when you're working with children, like basically the scene, the actual practicalities of making the scene becomes about like, does the animal hit their mark? Did the kid look, did the kid not look at the camera? Um, And then basically that's the take that they're going to use every time. And so I, uh, I was quite relieved when, <laughs> when uh when I actually digested and metabolized the idea that we were going to be doing at c g and it's just really fun it's like it's 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 imagination and it's make believe and um it was really fun to be able to you know the resources on a show like this are really amazing and so being able to like chat to animal trainers about how how you'd interact and like how much they weigh and how you hold them was uh was a lot of fun and um I really i'm so impressed and pleased with how they have incorporated ampersand into the show. You know, the show is, there's like a, a degree of grit to it and a degree of like reality in the mm-hmm. show. And, you know, having a pet monkey works in a particular way in the panels of a graphic novel. And it works so beautifully. That relationship is so beautifully drawn out in the graphic novel. Um, but then when you're realizing it in three dimensions on the screen, You know you have to there are certain adjustments that need to be made and i think they're made really beautifully and i'm really proud of the uh that relationship
0: that that monkey that character i mean he's uh, just as big a character as anybody else and he's cgi but i love how they show how much you care your character cares about that monkey and it's perfectly displayed in the earlier episodes when he goes into the subway and you dive into that water which i'm sorry i I put myself in Yorick's shoes and i'm like you know (laughs) i I love that monkey to death but man i don't know
1: (laughs) i know it's a tough call it's a tough call man i have to say it was so interesting when we shot that scene it's um they built this amazing water tank like on a a, in the studio and like built a hole Uh, a subway station and then flooded it and it was really it was one of the most impressive sets i've ever been in but it's funny because they had to heat like they heated up the whole studio um maybe not the whole studio but they heated up like that whole corner of it uh because the crew was in the water like all day and um and so when we went to film it it's supposed to be like the middle of the winter and all this disgusting water and all this stuff and it was actually like so it was like a really nice like warm bath Um, so actually the hardest part about shooting some of that stuff was like remembering that it's supposed to be supposed to be uncomfortable um but yeah that was a that was definitely an unforgettable day all
0: right so you mentioned diane lane earlier she is the cast veteran on the set uh what's she like is she great uh i mean she's been doing this for a very long time uh does she help out the actors does is, does she walk onto the set and her presence is immediately felt it is
1: it 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 really is
0: she's um
1: like you said she's been doing this a long long time and and you can you can just really feel it there's a, a leadership that she has that's not um it's not forced it's not self-serving um it's She's just got a um you know, she's really earned a a place of leadership and Mm -hmm. she's very generous. She's a really extraordinarily generous actor. And um and that kind of you know, when you walk on a set and you have someone who is who has that status and who leads by example and who sets the bar and who shows up and you know is the most prepared, is the most focused. Like it really sets the tone for a set. And again, it wasn't a, you know, we we're so lucky to have been working th- over the past year. And um, um, and that, but that said, you know, there were certain challenges that were came on through through working in the middle of the pandemic. And you know, it's a real testament to to Diane kind of being being at the top of the food chain that this cast. Got along so well and bonded so much and got so close. Um, and uh, yeah, she's just fantastic. We did a scene, there's a scene in episode, episode three, the scene where she, like, we kind of foresee each other and, and, and it's, you know, she breaks a lot of news to Yorick and he's having trouble understanding everything. And, um, but there's a moment where our director had said to me, she's like, Ben, I'd love for you to, like, reach over and grab Diane's hand at this moment. And it was a note to me that she gave that we were like, you know, doing a wide, but she gave it. And I was like, okay, cool. All right. All right. Uh, you know, kind of going through finding that moment. Okay, cool. And, um, and we go to do the scene and the moment right before happens. And Diane just like told me, she hadn't done it in any previous takes, but she just totally like broke down. And I naturally just, just reached over and, and, and reached out to her and took her hand. And I realized after we finished the take, I was like, "Oh my god she she heard the note that was given to me, and then she basically gave me an excuse, gave me a reason to reach out wow like and it was just such a moment of like oh that's what it's about like that's the degree of generosity and in act acting it's like pass it's just passing the ball, and right. she just served it up and i that was a really powerful moment, just as a as a collaborator for me um i felt really i was like oh dude i'm really lucky to be working with this person right now
0: that is such um, that is an oh, amazing yeah. story now season yeah, sure. one of uh why for our viewers we don't know is available on uh, fx on hulu now it has not been picked up for a season two on fx on hulu which is well well that's a, another conversation um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> as many shows as it's happened in the past, they do mm. not get renewed on one network and then another another network sees the potential and picks it up. Uh before we get to that, what was when did you first find out the news that uh it wasn't being picked up for season 2 on FX?
1: Not long ago. Not long ago. Um not long before it kind of came out and uh yeah man you know it's um it's sad like you know fx has been i do have to say fx has been so amazing and such uh they've been amazing teammates and fx on hulu has been such an amazing home for the show um but um we're really hopeful and really looking forward to to the future for this show like we really believe in it and it's it's a really special group of people who have come together to um to tell this story. And I feel so humbled and so grateful to be a part of it. And um, we're very hopeful and uh, yeah, very hopeful that it will find a home elsewhere. Now Um, there's so much story left to tell.
0: Oh, absolutely. Now this show has received great critical acclaim. The fans Mm -hmm. absolutely love it. I got to ask you this question. Do you think it just got lost in the overwhelming sea of content? That viewers have available today, and that was part of the reason why it did not get picked up on FX for a season two.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, there's an interesting article that, and I try not to read too much about stuff that I'm involved in, just because it can make one very self-conscious. But mm-hmm. uh, Amber Tanlin, one of our castmates, had sent it to me. There's a really interesting article in the Hollywood Reporter that talks about just kind of the um, talks about the intricacies of um, the, the, the you know, there's a thousand and one flaming hoops that, that a show has to jump through to, to, to make it to broadcast full stop. Mm-hmm. Um, then adding COVID to that, it just added, a, you know, a thousand more. And there's a really interesting, you know, I, I don't really, I don't know if I, I can get into it too much, but I also don't, like, it's, it's stuff that I try and, like, a lot of it I tried to, to, to willfully just kind of put um, um, Put in its box. Put aside. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but there's, you know, a lot of things got drawn out because of covid This and the time frame was not official to, um, really, to anyone, to have to, like, make certain decisions in, in a very unrealistic amount of time. And, um, and so I think it was that, I think there, there's a bit of that. And I think also to be honest, you know, it's funny when we first started doing press for this, um, some people would be like, Hey, so why would you guys, you know, why, why did you guys want to make a show about a pandemic in the middle of a pandemic? And, you know, we're like, we, we started making this like way before, you know, there's this has been in the works for a long before that. And I think, you know timing and circumstance are two things that are just never in your control yeah. and um i don't know i think i think the you know i think people need it's a show that you that really, like i i think the first episode fucking kicks ass Absolutely. Um, but i think for people who don't stick with it who just kind of look at it or just read a synopsis and it's like oh my god a plague or a pandemic that's you know um I think it can it can make people skittish but it's definitely it's so worth the squeeze. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, and I'm just super hopeful that we uh, that we find a home elsewhere it's think, too
0: too good a group and it's too good a show. Um, I think, I think yeah. you will. I think you will. Thanks. I think <laughs> somebody will definitely uh pick it up. Now the Thanks. season finale is airing November 1st, Monday. is that? Yeah. Yeah, Monday. Okay, cannot wait to see that. Uh we are out of time. I want to thank you so much. For giving us this time. I know you're a busy guy. And thank you so much. Um, Again guys. Why the Last Man. Is currently available on FX on Hulu. uh, For binge watching. So if you haven't watched it yet. I cannot recommend it anymore. I mean it's an amazing show. It's not just another contagion pandemic show. It's such a deep story. From source material. That came out a long long time ago. Ben is the last man, and as we said in the title. Ben, thank you so much. Uh, Any final thoughts you want to share before we go?
1: Check out the show, guys. It's on FX on Hulu. Um, I really hope you enjoy it. And, John, this has been such a pleasure. I'm really glad we could make this work. I really appreciate it. I think the show kicks ass. And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.
0: I really appreciate this, man. Thank you so much. Absolutely. My pleasure. I want to thank all of our viewers for tuning in. Thank you to Ben Schnitzer for being our guest. Till next time, guys, stay safe. And on behalf of Ben and myself, stay walking. Till later.
1: Take care, guys.